Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. X929, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Thank you so very much for your, <laughs> your comment yesterday about the F-150. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> well, that's thank you. That makes me feel really good. And not the Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so very much. I, I've been going through a tough time, but um, oh I man, just want to say thank you very much. Well, I'm glad I could put a smile on your face. What's your name? Hey, James. James, well, I got to tell you, that's just about the best compliment a radio or podcast host can receive. Even this was kind of kind of cute yesterday too. So my mother-in-law, McKenna's mom, Bo's grandma was visiting this past weekend and she and Bo were quite close. And then when she left yesterday, Bo came home from school and she was gone and then at night when it was time to go to bed, the sadness kind of hit him. So he was pretty sad that grandma wasn't there anymore. And I said, "It's okay, buddy. We're going to go visit them in Saskatchewan in like a month." So, you know, he's like, "Oh, it's too long." So he was falling asleep listening to our podcast as he does, and I went back up to check on him about an hour later, and and he gave me a big hug, and he said, thanks for making podcasts that make me laugh, because it helped me forget about grandma leaving. So that was, that was pretty sweet, too. I mean, we're not saving lives here by any means, but if we can brighten your day a bit, then we've done our job. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Shauna's still away. She'll be back on Friday, so today and tomorrow, you just get me. On today's show, we're going to talk about something I want to do in our backyard. Uh, the etymology of a word that you don't hear that often anymore, but uh, my mother-in-law used it this past weekend. I was like, oh yeah, I wonder where that comes from. The best names of musical genres. Another real perk to having air conditioning in the house, which, which, house, which we got installed on the weekend. Another thing you can't look cool while doing. We're going to talk about the special repetitors report on Chinese election interference, which was released yesterday. Something that people were really worried about in the 1800s, a health problem that sounds absolutely ludicrous by today's standards, but it's still pretty funny. I have to break some bad news to my wife, and I don't want to be the one to do it, so I'm going to enlist the help of uh, our digital and weekend guy, Sam. Got a bro quote for you, and my favorite name of a truck after your out-of-context clip of the show. Okay, love you. See you at home. I thought about saving this for Trucktober, but Trucktober is just too far away, so we'll talk about it now. We can revisit it then if you like. Yesterday, I drove past uh, the truck, the truck with my very favorite name. Uh, even, I would say, more so than all the ranch trim levels of trucks. See, every truck manufacturer has a, they offer a ranch trim level. This truck coming ranch? I always think that's funny. But this is even better. This is the Dodge Ram 2500 Power Wagon. 
Have you seen that? It says big letters right across the tailgate, power wagon. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. It's one of the only vehicles that we refer to as a wagon. Ah, sick wagon you got there. It's a power wagon. Of course, they're station wagons, right? Now, the the original power wagon in 1945, the original Dodge power wagon, looked a lot closer to what you might picture when you think of a wagon, right? It was, wasn't that far removed from horse-drawn wagons in the before times. Um, but the new trucks, the power wagons, they don't, they don't look anything like a wagon, right? What other types of wagons do we have? You got your shagging wagons. That's a hippie van, right? Think of the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. That's a shagging wagon, although I think, don't know if there's any shagging going on. I think Shaggy and Scooby were mostly just hotboxing that thing. You got, you got the chuck wagons, of course. You got your speed wagons. This is an REO speed wagon. The police still have paddy wagons. And when you think about that, that's a bit of a slur toward the Irish, isn't it? I'm surprised we're still throwing the term paddy wagon around so liberally. Then you've got lesbian wagons. That is not a slur. That's a Subaru. Lesbians are actually four times more likely to own a Subaru, and that's based on the company's own research. They have deliberately marketed their vehicles toward lesbians. So I would say a lesbian wagon is a Subaru station wagon. And then a dragon wagon is a nickname for a big ass, a big old pooper. Dragging a big old wagon around here. A dragon wagon. Podcast. Saw a great bro quote yesterday that I want to share with you. We did some white girl quotes yesterday. I love to balance it out with a bro quote whenever possible. And of course, bro quotes are often about working hard and hustling, grinding. Uh, so this was one that I saw yesterday that I really loved. It was a photo. It was a photo on Instagram of someone like sitting by a campfire in the backyard, which is just lovely. One of my favorite things to do. But the caption said, finish the long weekend with a fire outside, start the week with a fire inside. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling that motivation? I'm friggin' cranked over here. Eight scoops of creatine out of ten. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've had a string of expensive vehicle repairs recently, and whenever this happens, my wife McKenna does not react well to the news that we're going to have to spend money on the vehicles. And it's kind of like a don't shoot the messenger situation because like, I'm not thrilled about it either. There's other things I would like to spend $1,000 on than vehicle repairs. So anyway, my truck's having the brakes done, and the guy who's doing it messaged me, and he's like, uh, it's going to be more than we thought. There's more wrong here than... So, I don't want to tell her. I'm scared. Uh, I've brought Sam in. Sam from X Weekends, our digital guy. And I was hoping maybe you could tell her. Because she can't be mad at you. This is going to be so awkward. Hello? Hi. This X92 Narnie. This is Sam. How are you? Oh, no. <laughs> so, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. Oh my goodness! Well, I, I thought it was you. I know I'm worried. <laughs> the the good news is Beckler's truck is gonna be fine. The bad news is it's gonna be more money. It's gonna be like two hundred and sixty dollars more than was initially thought. <laughs> no, I'm not spending any more money on that truck. <laughs> but it's his truck. You can't, you can't be mad at Sam. Sam's here. You can't be mad. <laughs> 
see what Sam to tell me and not you? Yeah, I'm scared to tell you about these bills these days. <laughs> Sam's so nice. Don't be mad at him. You can't be mad at Sam. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> no, I can be mad at both of you. Okay, love you. See you at home. <laughs> I'm crying. And Shauna podcast. I wish Shauna was here for this as she's an avid cyclist. Uh, but did you know that... In the late 1800s, there was a real concern about women who biked, who, who rode bicycles, developing something called a bicycle face. So we got to back up here a, a bit. When when bicycles first became widespread, they were seen as a real vehicle for women's liberation because, I mean, it allowed women to get around without any help from their husbands or their partners, uh, and it led to certain dress reforms and how women were expected to dress. You know, they could start dressing a little more comfortably for physical activity, including cycling. But of course, not everybody was down with that at the time, people who were stuck in the old ways. So doctors were warning of, uh, of, of, of developing bicycle face. And I'll describe bicycle face here. This is from an article in 1895. Usually flushed, but sometimes pale, often with lips more or less drawn, and the beginning of dark shadows under the eyes, and always with an expression of weariness. So the idea was that, you know, from, from, the, from the focus of riding the bike and the, the physical exertion, someone would develop a different-looking face due to riding a bicycle. So I guess they were trying to scare women off bicycles at the time. It was just wild back then. I also found this list. So this was published in the New, in New York World newspaper in 1895. And it's a list of 41 don'ts for female cyclists. And you, you kind of have to laugh at this just because of how absurd it is by today's standards. So I'll read, just read you some of these. I won't read you all 41. I can send you that article if you want. But here... Uh, here are some of my favorites. Don't faint on the road. Don't wear a man's cap. Don't coast. It's dangerous. Don't boast of your long rides. Don't criticize people's legs. Well, I mean, that's just good advice. Some people are built differently. Don't cultivate a bicycle face. There it is. Don't refuse assistance up a hill. Uh, don't imagine everybody is looking at you. Don't go to church in your bicycle costume. Don't wear a garden party hat with bloomers. Well, of course, who would do that? That's a silly look. Don't chew gum. Exercise your jaws in private. Don't ask, what do you think of my bloomers? <laughs> oh, don't appear in public until you have learned to ride well. Don't ignore the laws of the road because you're a woman. Well, that one's a little on the nose. What else? Uh, don't undertake a long ride if you are not confident of performing it easily. This is unbelievable. These were actual pieces of advice given to female cyclists back in 1895. When Shawnee gets back, I'm going to check to make sure she doesn't have a bicycle face. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So yesterday, uh, the special rapporteur in this investigation into Chinese election meddling, David Johnston, the former governor general, he came down with his first report and he said he is not recommending a public inquiry. So all the uh, opposition parties had called for a public inquiry. The liberal government said that they would do it if recommended by David Johnston. But since he is not recommending that, it, it right now it doesn't look like they're going to do that. I mean, you got to ask, how do you, this is pretty serious. How do you not have a public inquiry on this? 
So with the result that we have now, with you know just taking David Johnston's word for it, I mean, the supporters of the Prime Minister, they're satisfied with this result. The Prime Minister's critics are definitely not. They think there's some grand cover-up going on. And, I mean, the rest of us Canadians, we just, I guess, won't ever really get to see the evidence that led to this result. And the thing is, like, it's not even necessarily a partisan issue here. I know it's really being covered that way, but there were Conservative MPs implicated in these meddling allegations, too. Wouldn't you like to know who knew what? Or are you happy taking one guy's word for it? I mean, if you go back to the appointment of the special rapporteur, the fact that they chose a close family friend of Trudeau's was ridiculous to begin with, even if David Johnston is 100% impartial and a man of integrity. And you also have to ask yourself, you know, through all this, why is only one interested party unwilling to put their cards on the table for us to see? I will say that... There is an argument to be made, and this does make sense when you think about it, that if there was an inquiry, much of the evidence wouldn't be made public because it could jeopardize Canadian intelligence operations that are happening right now, including some Canadian agents who might be undercover at the moment. And I don't think any of us would want to put Canadian lives at risk in that sense. But the way this whole thing was handled, wow, if ever there was a way not to restore trust in our institutions, I would say this is it. Jugmeet Singh, NDP leader, he tweeted yesterday that he was disappointed in the report and he said nothing short of a public inquiry will do and that they will use all of their tools in Parliament to get answers. Well, he's the one person in this country who could force an inquiry. And we know he's not going to do that because it would mean he'd have to play his trump card, right? Supporting this government. I don't know. All this does to me is just inflame the country further. And whatever led Johnston to this conclusion, whatever the truth is, we won't get to see it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. As you may know, we've been compiling a list of things you simply can't look cool while doing. And there are quite a few entries on this list so far. You can find them back on our podcasts. Uh, but I got another one in front of the show, Nils. And he said, trying to open a locked storefront, followed by a second yank on the door, and then looking for the open sign. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, you can't look cool while doing that. We'll tug it on a door that's clearly locked. Especially like if you march up to it with purpose, like you're going into the store and then, nah, they're, they're locked. Getting any door wrong, I think, is a tough look. I mean, at worst, you run into the door. At best, you look like you're new to doors and you don't know how doors work. Nils goes on to say, all while a guy on the street watches this unfold and says, yeah, I think they're closed, bud. <laughs> like, let me figure it out. I got it. I'll, I'll figure this out on my own. You don't need to draw attention to the fact that I'm looking really uncool right now. The door at the station here, like when you go to leave out onto 17th, it's really tricky. There's a like a button on the wall that you have to push to unlock it, and then it's not the door you think it's going to be of the two. So whenever a guest is here for an interview or whatever and then leaves, we always, one of us, Sean and I, will walk them out to avoid the awkward moment where you've already said goodbye, and then you have to explain how the door works after that. Maybe we should leave them to it, though. What do you think? Knock them down a peg. <laughs> oh, you're a really cool band? Yeah, good luck with that door. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend of the show, Damon, mentioned and said you should reserve that treatment for the artists that aren't real kind. <laughs> that would be pretty funny if they're jerks to us. Uh, give them the doors. Give them the, Sean and I will have to come up with some sort of signal to each other. And then if a guest is... 
difficult or rude, which always like never happens. But if they are, give them the doors. It's not doors. Yeah, give them the doors. You know, at this point in my career, it would actually probably be a bit of a gift if a guest came on, if like a high-profile guest came on the show and was very difficult. You know, if they had like a freak out or something, because then, I mean, those are the interview clips that go viral, right? I'd probably get a ton of attention. And I think I'd know how to handle it at this point. Like, when I was starting out, I had a few guests on the show that, like, not, not at X, but even before that, who were a little bit difficult, you know, artists that really thought they were something. And, you know, I, at, at the time, you just want to please everybody because you're kind of new. You don't want to rock the boat at all. At this point in my career, I'd probably just be like, what's your problem? What's your problem, bro? <laughs> But no one's ever difficult. Everyone who ever comes in here is just great. So it's not going to happen. Uh, there wasn't a band in here. Just Stop me if I told you this already. But there was a band in here not that long ago who destroyed the bathroom down here. Like with their bum. Well, one member with his bum. Uh, but I don't, we don't want to throw the guy under the bus. But we'll leave you to guess who that might be on the X playlist. Like, man, who seems like they'd have a bad bum? I think it's just that artists are traveling, right? And if you're... You know, if you're stopping at gas stations and you're on long drives and stuff, then you gotta use the bathroom when you can. And if it happens to be at a radio station, even though we have a strict no pooping rule downstairs here, there's even a sign up in there. What do you do if it's an emergency and you're on the road? Pretty funny. Anyway, this this podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes, until the end of May, is offering their Alston model home in Midtown and Airdrie. It's a walkout front drive home. The lots are on the canal, and it starts at $679. Talk to Shane Holmes about any customizations you want to make, but you have until the end of May to get that price on that home. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I mentioned that we got air conditioning installed on the weekend. It's just glorious. It is just glorious. There are so many perks to having air conditioning, too, other than the nipples, of course, which are quite perky. But as you know... I'm a big bath guy. Some have called me the bath man, in fact. Shauna claims that that title for her dad, Bill Jefferson, but I'll tell you right now, Bill Jefferson never took a real bath in his life. Never took a bath. The man never took a real bath in his life. I said it. I said it right there. You can tell her. I'm the bath man. But I never took baths in the summer because it's just too damn hot, right? When it's 28, 30 degrees in your house, you don't want to sit in a hot bath. That's the last thing you want to do. Well, now that we have AC... And we're keeping the house at around roughly the same temperature they're storing Walt Disney at. It looks like baths are back on the menu, boys. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was listening to this wicked band the other day called The Depth Beneath Us. And they play a style of music that could be considered shoegaze. It's called shoegaze because the guitarists are often looking down at their pedals or kind of like lost in a trance looking down, gazing at their shoes. I think it's one of the coolest genre names in all of music. And then I got thinking about some of the other really appropriately named genres, some of the best musical genre names. And I feel like Sean and I may have talked about this at one point, but we're doing it again here. And I enlisted the help of my brother who listens to a lot of really obscure music and stuff. But this is my top five best musical genre names I'll put shoegaze at number five I got a couple of honorable mentions for you too number four noise jazz (laughs) 
That's a mess. That is an absolute mess. It's fun to say, though, isn't it? Noise jazz. N- noise jazz. Number three, we got a we got a tie here for sad boy pop. Very sad sounding boy. And uh, also at number three, sad girl pop. Lana Del Rey is so sad she can't even (laughs) fully move her lips. Listen. Number two, math rock. Or am I just really gone? Rock is known for its time signature changes and its complex instrumental patterns. Uh, it's nerd music, and I really like it. I like nerd music. And I would say one of the best um, genre musical genre names of all is Dream Pop, which M83 plays. It's so appropriately named. That absolutely sounds like you're in a dream, doesn't it? A couple of honorable mentions. Uh, this one isn't real, but there's a video online making fun of what they call over-enunciated emo, and it's really just a shot at Death Cab for Cutie. That's not uh, Death Cab. That's actually just a parody. So it's it's an insult, really. It's like like crap rock or wuss rock or even yacht rock, I guess. Another honorable mention, Baroque Pop. I don't know if you ever heard of Baroque Pop. This is Kate Bush. See, that song didn't have the same comeback as Kate Bush's other big hit, Running Up That Hill. I can't imagine why. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Shauna's not here today, so I will be your etymologist once again. Um, my mother-in-law was visiting from Saskatchewan, and she referred to the Chesterfield in our house. Do you know what a Chesterfield is? If I said that word, would you know what it is? It may depend on how old you are and what part of the country you're from. So a Chesterfield, to most people, is just a couch. It's just a it's a couch, but it's kind of like an old school term for it, and it seems to be really common in Saskatchewan, where I'm from. They refer to couches as Chesterfields. My grandparents did. They'd be like, oh, it's over on the Chesterfield. And no one says Chesterfield anymore. In fact, there was a survey done in 1992 in Ontario that said that the, Ch- the term Chesterfield had already kind of fallen out of use there. And that was 30 years ago. But there are some some people who are still saying Chesterfield. So I was like, where does that term come from? Why is it called the Chesterfield? It turns out a Chesterfield is a specific type of sofa. It's typically leather. It's got like the deep buttons and the big arm rolls. And it's named after this dude, Lord Philip Stanhope, uh, in the 1700s, who wanted a piece of furniture that his gentlemen could sit in without creasing their suits. This is how the story goes. And he was the fourth Earl of Chesterfield, which explains... So really, it was like his peerage that the so the, the coach is named for, not any one specific. So, um, 
but then the way the story goes too is that his uh, his godson was visiting, and he said to his butler, "Give this man a chair," which meant like pull up a chair so he could sit down. But the butler interpreted that to mean send the chair home with him, give him the chair. So this Chesterfield went home with this other rich dude back in the 1700s, and then other people saw it and started calling it, I guess, a Chesterfield after the guy it came from. Nobody's saying Chesterfield anymore, except in Saskatchewan, and they're using it to refer to all different kinds of coaches, not specifically this Chesterfield, which is named after Lord Philip Stanhope, the fourth Earl of Chesterfield. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We had some friends over in the backyard on the, the long weekend here just recently, and if you listen to the show, it's well established that we're an outdoor piss kind of family. Not every yard has a pee spot in the backyard. We definitely do. We always have. It's behind the shed. Uh, and one of McKenna's friends was over. <laughs> she hadn't been to one of our backyard get-togethers before. She was horrified. She was. She's like, she's like the bathroom is just as many steps away. Why wouldn't you just go into the bath? It's not the same. You have to leave the conversation. You have to take off your shoes. You're in the house. You're separated from the group. We piss in the yard, okay? This at this house under under this roof, we piss in the yard. And then her her boyfriend though he was kind of intrigued because he was like, oh, just back there, hey. And I was like, are you gonna piss in the yard? I told him I would be offended if he didn't piss in the yard. Do it. Take a piss in my yard. Last year. Last summer, you may remember that we talked about this. We made, we posted this on, on our social media accounts, too. But a friend of the show submitted, this is just the most hairy thing. Someone had rigged up a urinal in their backyard with, like, eaves troughs parts, with gutter parts. And the incredible thing was that it it was rigged up in a way that it flushed itself with rainwater. And they had, like, hand sanitizer and a spot to put your beer while you were back there. It was this whole thing. It was really incredible. And I would say half of people were... Amazed, and half the people who saw it were horrified. But I'm thinking I might try to rig up the same kind of plumbing situation in our backyard pee spot. I've got some leftover PVC pipe. You could stick your bird in there and then, like, <laughs> drain it out, out of our yard, kind of into the back there. I'm just trying to think of how you could flush it. Like, I thought about some system where you have, like, you know, like a catch at the top, and then you pull a little door, and it, it flushes there. But then that would only be good every once in a while when it rained for one flush Unless you put like some sort of uh, trickle line in there that would continually fill it up, but then how do you stop the trick? I gotta have to think about this a little more. But I'm thinking by the end of this season, we will have outdoor plumbing in our in our piss spot. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast, brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X 92.9 Monday through Friday, six to ten a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. Because I was the younger brother, I used to get put to bed earlier and I would sometimes just go sneak into my brother's closet and make noises while he tried to sleep. It was so funny. That's (laughs) evil. Well, whatever. He used to sit on me and I couldn't move. Why is that every older sibling's move? They're like, I'm going to sit on you, and now you can't do anything about it. Yeah, so then I get to play revenge by being a monster. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.